All right, welcome to the Land Podcast. This week we have a solo episode and I wanted to take the opportunity this week to give you a general update on what I'm seeing in the market as a real estate professional. And I also am gonna be referencing a publication that came out, 2023 Illinois Land Values and Lease Trends. And I'm gonna go through that. And for everyone listening to the audio version, I'm recording the video version of this week's episode that'll go on the YouTube channel and you can actually follow along on what this document looks like and look at some of the findings that the Illinois Society of Professional Farm Managers and rural appraisers put together. Extremely insightful. It has historical land values. It has market trends, has cash rent rates. It has price per PI. Really great source of information. And if you guys want to reach out, I can try to send you this version or I may try to get it up on the website, whitetail.land. And before we get into this episode though, if you're brand new here to the show, the goal here is to help 100 people buy their first farm. And I'm personally helping a handful of people right now. So I'm really thankful for that. If you want to get on that list, there's three ways to do it. Number one, if you're in the state of Illinois and you're looking for a buyer's agent, I'm happy to help you. If it's an area of my expertise, if I have some conviction that I can help you in that part of Illinois, I'm going to do my best. If I can't, I'm going to get you in connection with someone I would personally do business with. And that goes out throughout the entire country. That's number two. Number three, if you just simply learn something from this podcast, you end up buying a farm with confidence and you learn something here, let me know. I want to add you to the list. And next week, we have a first-time land buyer episode. It's been a while since we had one of those. I really enjoy those. And I encourage anyone that is brave enough to share their story. I think it would be great because that's the common feedback I get here. It's excellent to get experts in here and share their insights, but it's really inspiring to hear other people's stories of how they bought their first piece of ground. So real quick, before we dive into today's episode, I have some exciting news if you've been eyeing Exodus products for a while now, you're in for a treat. In celebration of our eighth year anniversary of trailblazing the trail camera marketplace, Exodus is offering an exclusive campaign just for you guys. Starting May 19th, you'll save 25% off the entire Exodus website. With the deal this great, we're only going to be offering these savings for the first 300 Exodus renders and 300 rivals. The good news is if you miss out on those savings, you can lock in 25% off the entire site until June 12th while supplies last. All you have to do is use the code LP, just the letter L, the letter P at checkout to unlock your savings. In case you need to become more familiar with what we have to offer here at Exodus, let me tell you about some of my favorite products. The Exodus Render. It's our flagship cell camera powered by the Verizon 4G LTE technology. It boasts lightning fast transmission times, making it one of the speediest in the industry. Plus, it's incredibly user-friendly and dependable, ensuring the products will work flawlessly when it matters most. You can save up to $125 when purchasing the Exodus Render Security Bundle using the code LP. And if you're looking for a budget-friendly option that doesn't compromise quality, check out the Exodus Rival. With our exclusive code LP, you can grab this excellent camera for under $100. $140 backed by the Exodus renowned five-year no BS warranty. This new camera is simple, reliable, and dollar for dollar. One of the best cameras on the market, in my opinion. Take advantage of these limited savings. And remember, you'll always be backed by the five-year no BS warranty, meaning we stand behind our products for the long haul. On top of that, we offer five-year theft and damage coverage, providing you with peace of mind. And let's remember our best-in-class customer service to solve any issues or hiccups that arise. Now, if you're preparing for summer shooting and looking to transition into a deadly accurate and durable hunting arrow, check out the MMT. Tailor built to your specs through our online builder, get precision built arrows and experience the most consistent arrow available. The builder will walk you through the entire process to ensure you're getting exactly 
the arrow you need for your setup. You'll be able to save up to $70 off a dozen of Exodus MMT arrows. Over the past eight years, we have continuously proven it's our commitment to build high-quality, reliable products that flat-out work when it matters most. Join the Exodus family today and experience the difference for yourself. Head over to ExodusOutdoorGear.com and be sure to take advantage of some of the very best savings of the year while supplies last by using the code LP. You're directly supporting the Land Podcast and also helping support Exodus. couple different talking points here for today. Here's my here's my general feedback. So I have been following auctions and obviously land transactions very closely. And I feel like things are starting to stabilize. A lot of the auctions I've been watching are falling within the range of what I would anticipate them to sell for. Still probably higher on the end of that spectrum. So let's say there's a range of $4,900 to $5,200 an acre. It's still going towards that 51, 5150, or even $5,200 an acre, but it's falling within that range. Last year, and even the beginning of this year, it was exceeding a lot of the ranges that I was anticipating. So, overall, seeing a stabilization in the market. Personally, I think interest rates have not slowed down most of the buyers I've been talking to. Um, so, that's something that I've noticed. And I think there's a lot of opinions on what rates are going to do throughout the rest of the year. The Fed obviously raised 25 basis points, which does not impact direct interest rates. It, the mortgage industry is correlated with the bond market. But besides the point, if that's any indication that the Fed's still trying to get inflation under control, they reported that it's getting better. But a lot of the effects of all the printing the money and everything else is a delayed, it's a hangover. It's going to come down later. So I think that um, you know it's hard to anticipate what's going to happen. But we're going to talk about a lot of different things here that has actual pure data that you guys can form your own opinions with. I'm going to be screen, screen sharing this document so you guys can follow along with what we're finding. And overall, inventory is still really down. I would say very low. Lowest I've seen here for a while. There's been a couple more listings that pop up. And none of them that I've seen have been really overly exciting, I guess is one way to say it. I mentioned on the podcast probably last year, I felt that during the frenzy of excitement in the land market, a lot of farms got listed that would not have been listed otherwise. I said that. And I think now that sellers aren't necessarily as motivated to test these markets, that a lot of those types of farms are not seen, uh, you know, that are not available to the public. So I think that may... I don't know. I think I think there's just going to be just a general supply of inventory for people that have to sell for various reasons, but not the trade up section of the market. And I think 1031 money is starting to slow down as well, which uh, really created a lot of stimulus in the land space. So I think as that 1031 money starts to dry up a little bit, I think uh, overall transactions will be just a little bit down. And for folks who've been tuned in here for a while, I have a really cool short story to share. So. For folks that have been listening for a long time in 21, uh, bought back the original family farm, which was extremely special. That's where I live now. And that's what I work. Uh, that's where I planted all my trees and everything else. And so my aunt stopped by, it might've been two weeks ago and she was going through some stuff and she actually found the original deed when my great grandparents bought it from my great, great grandparents. And I think some of you guys will get a kick out of this if you're kind of uh, like to look back in time. So they bought the place June of 1943 and their, their, uh, let me find this here, <clears throat> their payment. Anyone have a guess before I say it? So their payment for 138 acres and a house was a semi, let's see, uh, a semi-annual payment of $40. $40, two payments of $40. Total mortgage on the place was $2,100. So obviously it was a family transaction. I'm going to guess that was well below market, but that's crazy. 2,100 bucks 
for the whole place in a payment of uh, 40 bucks twice a year. Excuse me. I apologize. 52 payments, sorry, $52 of 40 payments. So that was uh, what I bought for here. I know I paid a lot more than that, but I think that's kind of cool. And it's uh, pretty special to have that uh, re actual recorded deed and everything signed off on it. And there's a handful of dates, 1861. And uh, all the information is really is here. And it's really cool to, to have that small little piece of history, along with some of the other things that I've been able to gather over the last year or so since I'm or year and a half since I moved in here. But let's get into land values and trends. That's what you guys are here for. So I'm going to share this and we're going to have, so here we are, this is the document and this was broken down into multiple regions. So here in Illinois, I know there's listeners all across the entire United States, but this is going to be specific to Illinois. That's where I live. And I, I have a lot of curiosity to, to work through this as well. I've kind of perused through this already, but we have 10 different regions throughout the entire state. And I think what will be interesting is so show how much the land varies throughout uh, the entire state. You get down to the southern part of Illinois, land's quite a bit more affordable. Obviously, further north you go to Chicago, the more expensive it is. And we'll go through here. There's a whole team that put this information together and it's really comprehensive. So here we are for all of Illinois. This is the land chart from 2001 to 2022. You can see the, the large jump up in 2013. Land was very strong. You could see a really strong run followed by a slight decline and it was pretty flat or steady for quite some time. So let's go down. They have different variations of categories. So excellent would be, um, they actually stated here one, I think it's 133 plus PI, which is a soil rating here in Illinois and it goes down throughout. So let's look at excellent ground in 2001 was $3,184 across the entire state. And then 2022, that number jumped up to $16,005 an acre. And then the median value was 3,169 and jumped up to $16,025 in 2002. So let's look at some of these compound annual growth rates. So for excellent land from 2001 to 2022, saw 7.69% climb, which is what we talk about a lot of the times is that 6% appreciation rate. But what it's seen from 2021 to 2022 was a 15% rate. So obviously people seen a lot of appreciation, but overall, I think it's safe to bet around that 7%. And they have some different breakdowns. So 2015 to 2022 was 4.53%. And this is for excellent ground. Let's go down to rec ground because I know there's a lot of rec listeners here. So over the last 20 years or so was 5.4%. And then from 2021 to 2022, saw a 20% overall growth in recreational ground. And then looking at fair ground, which would be more poor soils, 13,000, or excuse me, 13% appreciation from 21, 22. And over the last 20 years, 7%. So if really from rec to excellent ground, saw anywhere between five and a half to seven and a half percent annual appreciation, which is a pretty solid return. And obviously that's just overall values. And uh, we talk about, creating value on your parcel to help bolster some of those numbers. But let's keep going down here a little bit further. And here is the, this is what's considered excellent. 133 to 147 PI 147 is the highest it goes here in Illinois. Good is 117 to 132. Average is 100 to 116. Fair is less than 100, which a lot of that is in the Southern part of the state. Here's an ad from Common Ground. They were here on the podcast last week. And let's look at the cash rent. So I know a lot of guys are looking to figure out how to increase the value of their land, increase cash flow, and help pay for the farm. And so 
this summary shows basically across the board. This is really interesting. Average ground only saw a 4% increase in cash rent with an average of $230, while excellent saw a 14% increase. Good saw an increase of 18%. Recreational ground saw an increase of 14% and fair saw 15%. Uh, appreciation. And so just running through the average cash rent values for excellent 370 for good 285 for average 230 for fair 180 and recreation. This doesn't feel like it's correct is $20. <laughs> so I don't, uh, there I might be missing something on that data point for people wondering what recreational ground goes for in the state of Illinois, according to this document throughout the entire state, you can plan to spend anywhere between 5,000 and $7,000 an acre, which is almost in the same range as the fair productivity land, which is 5,500 to 700. And the recreational land is, as you saw, had a really large jump. So, you know, if you would have jumped on a time machine two years ago, that number would have been a decent amount lower, but overall the excellent productivity is seen. So this is like really good soil, $14,500 an acre to $16,500 an acre. And as you can see on the screen share, this is what we have here. With the chart that showed the land trends over time. so. For recreational ground, the last time we seen a dip in values was from 2014 to 2015. So rec was going for $4,000 an acre and it dipped to $3,464 an acre from 2014 to 2015. In 2016, it dropped another $40 an acre and went to $3,424. And then 2017, it started going up and it continued to run all the way to 2022, where this one shows that it went for $4,755 as the median value across uh, the entire space. So let's look back at 2008. That's something that everyone talks about. It only dipped just over $220 an acre or so. And then from 2008, it dropped 2000 from 2008, to 2009, it dropped. And then in 2010, it went up 2011, it went up 2012, it went down $40 an acre. And then it ran up all the way to $4,000 an acre in 2014, as I just mentioned. So you can kind of see a general trend where there are there historically has been slight contractions followed by a steady flow and then obviously a large bump. So just basing this off of data, we just seen a very large run, which means markets should remain steady or see a slight decrease, but not to the fire sale decrease that I think a lot of people romanticize about where they feel like they're going to be able to get land for way cheaper than what we see here today. I think it would be wise based off this data to think that it might go down 5% or 6% or 7% outside of the anomalies of the really motivated sellers based on hard times. So overall, I think that helps illustrate maybe what people's expectations should really be throughout market cycles of there could be a slight pullback or that it may remain steady, but we just have not seen the 20% meltdown, the 30% meltdown across the entire state. Obviously, different pockets of the region may feel that or see that, but we're working with the data that's in front of us. Here's a map of the state of Illinois that shows what I was referring to. This is a really productive pocket of Illinois for soils, and it continues to get rougher as you get to the southern part of the state. This is where Bill Gates owns a bunch of ground. <laughs> this is where the really productive ground is. And then the western part of the state, like the northwest region, has some really good soils. It has some more poor soils along the river. And overall, you get to see how the composition of the state of Illinois is in terms of productivity. And obviously, if you're looking at this map, really dark green is going to be more expensive across the board because I, I firmly believe recreational ground, even in those areas. So let's say, let's say the productivity is between that 88 and 106. And you can kind of see where that might happen in these little areas where the dark green is almost touching the red. 
those areas of recreational ground, I think are going to be higher than if you got down to the same exact soil in the Southern part of the state, but the proximity to very high value land is going to help prop up those prices. So this is almost a 120 page document of so much good information. And we just covered the very high level items that is the most applicable for most listeners to maybe transfer it to some of the principles to their state, or maybe you are interested in the state of Illinois, this will give you a really good idea. And so this is pretty interesting. They have farmland price expectations for 2023 and 0% think we're going to see an increase over 10%. 4% think we're going to see an increase between 5 and 10%. 19% think we're going to see an increase 1% to 5%. 38% thinks we're going to see the same. 32% thinks we're going to see a decrease between 1% and 5 decrease between 5 and 10%, 6% say that's going to happen, and then decrease more than 10%, 1% of folks think that's going to happen. So I think that illustrates that we're going to see more of a steady market. People are more bearish based off this data than, than bullish. And I think that's wise based off the data that we just went through. And so some of the reasons folks are selling here in 2022, 5% were active farmers, 14% retired as farmers, 57% were estate sales, 9% were institutions, 13% were individual investors, and 2% were other. And the reasons for selling, 60% settle estates, 7% pay down debt, 7% reinvest in other agricultural enterprises, 13% invest in non-agricultural assets, and 13% use for other purpose, personal purposes. So I think if... Uh, if the economy contracts or things get harder, I think the settled estates will still probably be the highest percentage, but we could see the pay down debts increase drastically if farmland does not become as great in terms of investments where all these institutional investors are, are putting money and resources into it. Then I think that we could see the invest in non-agricultural assets increase as well. But overall, this is pretty interesting. And so this is the method of sale. sale. <laughs> 24% were basically arm's length transactions, so private treaty. 58% were public auction. 5% were sealed bid. And then 13% was a multi-parcel auction. And the last piece of information here I'm going to give you. So the buyers of farmland in 2022 for the state of Illinois, 58% were local farmers. 2% were farmers re relocating to a new area. 5% were individual purchasing farmland for recreation purposes. So when we think of how big the recreational market is or then maybe that's just my own skewed perception. Only 5% of buyers for the entire state of Illinois in 2022 were buying land for recreational purposes. 15% were local investors investing in farmland. 12% were non-local investors who were investing. That was 12%. And then institutions bought 8% of the farmland. So that really breaks down the true data of what's going on in the state of Illinois. Some, some key information that you guys keep in the back of your mind however you want to apply it. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I apologize that it was, uh, <coughs> I apologize that it was just a bunch of numbers for anyone listening. I'm sure it was hard to track, but the good news is, like I said, this will be on the YouTube channel and you can actually watch along uh, what exactly we're looking at. And I will figure out a way to facilitate this document if you guys want it. I think we're going to add it to the resources tab on whitetail.land. So you can head over and check that out. Hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Something I probably should have mentioned in the beginning, I'll probably throw this in as well. But the eight-year anniversary sale for Exodus is launching Friday, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. And we have some killer savings. Killer savings. 25% off the entire site. You're going to be backed by our five-year no BS warranty, five-year theft and damage coverage for all of our cameras. You can purchase the render 
And if you get the render security bundle, you're going to save a boatload of money or you can get the Exodus Rival for $135 with these savings. Five year, no BS warranty. I think at that price, it is simply dollar for dollar, the best cell camera on the market. I truly believe that. And if you're in the market for some arrows, we're going to have 25% off the MMTs. You can go on there, input all your information, and we're going to build you the most accurate arrow. Hopefully you've ever shot. I think the feedback that we've had from the MMTs is they are extremely consistent. You get a dozen arrows that are all going to shoot identical. They are built with precision. Our team puts so much love and care into every arrow order that goes out the door. And if you are wanting to get a fresh set of arrows, I encourage you to use the code LP at checkout and save 25% off. By using the code LP, it helps support this podcast so we can keep doing it. And I hope you guys take advantage of that. This is going to be some of the biggest savings of the entire year. This is a big celebration for us. Eight years of trailblazing the trail camera marketplace and outdoor space. I hope you guys take advantage of it. Hope you guys have a great week. I apologize. I'm a little late here. Been really busy. Been really busy. And if you guys have a story you guys want to share, we have next week, we have a first time land buyer coming on here. If you're brave enough to share a story, it provides so much value to other folks. So it's just a way to pay it forward. I hope you guys have a great week. Until next time, see you guys.